Hello, everybody out there, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Back from a relatively long hiatus in the wake of the Super Bowl Sunday with the best halftime show ever, I am your host, Bryant Corrigan, joined as always by Andrew, the diabetic Dobes, and Brendan, the producer Pika. Hello. Hey, hello. Hello. Brendan's more excited than usual. Hello. Yeah. You gotta be excited. We had a good Super Bowl, and I'm I'm just excited for this episode. It's a great season. Brendan's bringing the energy. I like it. I love it. I love it too. So recapping the Super Bowl, congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to Andy Reid. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes just looks bad for three quarters. Mm -hmm. And then in fourth quarter, looks like the best quarterback on the face of the earth. 21 points. The best joke that I've seen uh, on Twitter was uh, the Detroit Lions have drafted more. Or sorry, the Detroit (laughs) Tigers have drafted more Super Bowl champs than the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Because they drafted Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes in case other people like haven't 2013 seen 2013 or something. So yeah. That, well, that that's, was pretty true. That's painful. Game, uh, so, I mean, I, I think we had this discussion in our quarterback episode, but man, is there a quarterback you'd rather have for your NFL team than Patrick Mahomes right now? I There's no one better. This is his third season. He's won an NFL MVP and a Super Bowl. <laughs> he played <laughs> only like 36 crazy. games. It was it might be thirty three career games, and he's already won MVP. He's already won the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP. In like it's pretty good. Thirty three career games. That's it's insane. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, Williams showed up. He had an awesome game. Seventeen carries, hundred and four yards, and a TD. That that looked promising. And we are living in a world where Sammy Watkins is a Super Bowl it's winner. Super Bowl. The world is not fair. That's the first thing I texted you. Yeah, no, I. Emmy Watkins is a Super Bowl champ. You know, when he was drafted, I'm pretty sure my feelings at the time were this guy's going to win a Super Bowl. Um, So I guess in a very long roundabout way, I was kind of right. I guess. Uh, I'm a huge Watkins fan, but after this season, I can tell you (laughs) I am no longer going to be buying Sammy Watkins ever again. Let's just, yeah, he. Let's, he won the Super Bowl. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah, you know, he can he can ride off into the sunset, yeah, uh, or at least on my fantasy team. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Andrew, today we are going to break down the top ten running backs of 2019. Yes. And Andrew, do you want to tell our sweet sweet listeners what form of scoring uh, yeah. this is? It's a half point PPR. Half point PPR. Starting with number 10, we have Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. He had over 1,000 rushing yards, only three rushing touchdowns, and 500, oh, over 500 receiving yards. Um, this is more of the Leonard Fournette I think everybody was looking for. Yeah. And I, I think he was more valuable than what this suggests. Uh, honestly, I think there's going to be a big regression in a positive way with a uh, touchdowns um but he was involved way more in the passing game than he ever has before Mm -hmm. that really hasn't been that big of a skill set he's had since he entered the nfl Uh, but this season he he was really involved with it um so i think they're gonna stick with it yeah he was really successful in that role Mm -hmm. um and i think i think they're gonna move on from nick Foles. i think it It'll it's most likely be Minshew unless they draft somebody else um but they're gonna go with that you know they're gonna be a run heavy team uh, by, yep. by my estimation. So yeah. 
I think next year he's going to finish higher than 10. I think he'll be more towards the eight, nine, 10 touchdowns per season. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this is a good season. He needed a, um, I'm trying to think, uh, not a gimme. He needed a step forward, and I think he took that this season. Yeah, I call him the the Julio Jones of running backs. He gets the yards, doesn't get enough touchdowns. So if he gets the touchdowns, he could be elite. I feel like that's insulting to Julio, but I mean, yeah, but your I'm reasoning's not wrong. Not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. The reasoning's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I will give you that. Uh, any other thoughts on number ten, Leonard Fournette? I'm, I think that uh, he's got a he's got a great future. He might be in one of the uh, the categories that we talked about at the end. I might have picked him for a certain pick, so oh. I'll save some of that stuff for later. That is exciting. Uh, at number nine, we have Saquon Barkley, who was pretty much universally drafted as the number one overall pick in fantasy mm-hmm. football drafts. He finishes with one thousand and three rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns and just under 450 receiving yards. Um, this was a lost season season for Saquon Barkley. Uh, if you had him and stuck with him, he finished the season very strong. Yes. Um, but it was a rough start. Um, he just oh my God, he didn't look the it. same. Uh, he kept having injuries. He had a nagging injury that he tried to play through, and that mm. certainly did not help your team. And if you own Saquon Barkley, you weren't really all that excited about it this season. I was not. I paid seventy-two whopping dollars for him, out of a two hundred budget in auction. Out of a two hundred budget, yep. um, he did finish top ten, but I expected a little more. That yeah, yeah. I mean, he won me the final final week, like single-handedly yeah. because of yeah. week sixteen. But when you pay that much for for a running back, he I expected a little better season. He's the Devonte Adams of the, running of running backs. backs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, uh, Saquon Barkley is just, he's a generational talent. Yeah. Uh, if he did not get hurt, I have no doubt he would be at worst number two mm-hmm. uh, overall. Um, I'm a huge fan of Saquon. You know, this really came down to injury. Uh, I'm actually pretty impressed he was able to do what he did considering how he started the season. Yeah. So yeah. I think end of season Saquon is what we're getting moving forward. Yeah, don't and, panic with him. Yeah, and this might be controversial. Tell me what you think. But yeah. next season, I think I'm going to be taking Saquon before I take Christian. McCaffrey? No, Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> that's a little crazy to me. That's a little, that's too much. I I, w- I could see Saquon second, and I might pick Saquon second, but I got to go McCaffrey. I just want to point out new coaching staff. Yeah, new coaching staff, but. Oh, okay. uh, it's it's gonna be close. I mean, there's no wrong answer. That's yeah, that's the good news. I'm going McCaffrey over Saquon, and uh, I guess we'll <clears> find out in like six months when we do the preseason rankings. Looking forward to oh, it. At number eight, we have Mark Ingram, who I think is I think one of the more surprising appearances. Uh, yeah. The top ten finishes. He had over a thousand rushing yards, ten rushing touchdowns. Five receiving touchdowns. He was a monster this season. Um, you know, I was really excited to see what he could do this season. I thought he was going to have a really good season. Mm-hmm. I would not have predicted him to do this well. Uh, Absolutely not. You know where he finished last year? The 2018 season? I'd say 28. Yeah, it was 32nd. Oh, was oh snap. I was close. Nice. Yeah, you were very close. That was 
thrown off by that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's he's a talented player. Um, and now that he's not sharing a backfield, you can see he is a good runner with the nose for the end zone. Yeah, and having as long Lamar as on your team, it doesn't hurt. As well. Oh my gosh, yeah, that absolutely changes everything. <laughs> that, that duo was amazing. Um, yeah, in that system, when you have a rushing quarterback, it really does open things up for the running back. And you saw that. I mean, 15 yeah. touchdowns is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, huge fan of Mark Ingram. I do think he's going to regress significantly next season. Uh, I think Lamar crashes back down to earth a little bit. Uh, and Mark Ingram will follow. I, I just don't see him being able to repeat this. Yeah. I mean, I think he's still going to be a, a, a great running back and i think lamar is going to be a great quarterback i can't see a i, I can still see a top 10 for ingram i think there's i mean a think about it this way it. i think he's gonna have less rushing yards mm-hmm. and he's not a huge rushing yards guy in the first place no and if he scores six touchdowns instead of 15 he's out of the top 10 yeah i mean it's reasonable the the hard part is there's so much competition now in running backs there's so many good running backs now that it's true it, it, we i can see where it gets top 10 um but yeah, there's a good chance. I think top 15 is really the, yeah, I think the most plausible spot for him. I think that is reasonable. At number seven, we have Nick Chubb, feeling chubby, bringing his talents to Cleveland. This was a disastrous season for the Browns. Uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield was, you know, he was drafted as a quarterback four. <laughs> Oh man, I just all the people that, that drafted yeah. him early. Yeah. Shout out to my brother Andrew. He he drafted Baker very early. He's he spent a idea. pretty good pick on Baker. He's a believer, but You know what? You know what he should have done? Draft Johnny Menzel. Should have listened to yeah, get probably the same results. Should listen to our podcast. That's we talk true. about how we don't like drafting for the high quarterbacks. We like to find value in later rounds, so like Lamar Jackson, like for Lamar example, Jackson. or Dak Prescott. Yep, absolutely. Carson Dak, Wentz. Dak Prescott for a dollar. Lamar Kyler Jackson, Murray. 11th round. It's great. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Maybe he'll be better this season when he listens. listens. Yeah. Uh, but Nick Chubb, he had just about 1,500 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, and just under 300 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. He was this offense, um, especially before Kareem Hunt got there. And yeah. even after Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb was still yeah. very effective. Uh, do you think Kareem Hunt made him better or made him worse? Um, I, I'm not, not going to say made him better. I think slightly worse just because he got less carries, but I think it was still overall good for the team um, just because they found that perfect balance. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it hurt Chubb a little bit, but not enough for him to, for his points to really go down well said yeah um yeah kareem hunt he's gonna be a free agent uh and it'll be interesting to see where he goes he was just arrested for having marijuana in his car and speeding and open bottles of vodka i think or did he just admit (laughs) that he drank i don't know uh and it's not really important but so there's a good chance where he gets in trouble with the nfl and he has to spend another season with the browns to recoup his value um if kareem hunt is gone you know, where do you value Nick Chubb next season? Low end top 10. Would you rather have Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb without Kareem Hunt? Oh, that that hurts. Um, I I would probably go Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's yeah, very close, I but I would go Nick Chubb. He had more rushing yards. The only reason why Dalvin Cook is ranked higher was just because of the TDs. So. 
Yeah. Very cool. I dig it. I am a fan of Nick Chubb. And I think he's just a, he's a good player. Yeah. You know, you watch him play and it's not just the system he's in. It's not just the results. It's he's a good football player. Yeah. I would say I just wish he was more involved in the passing game or I should say the receiving game, but it was an off year for the Browns. Well, well, and Hunt was there. I mean, if Hunt wasn't there, he would be more involved. Yeah. And Baker was not doing well. So we'll see next season. Yeah. Yeah, The offense as a whole struggled. I, I, I like him in the seventh spot. I think this is going to be pr- right around where I would rank him next season. I dig it. At number six, we have Dalvin Cook from the yeah. Minnesota Vikings. 1,135 rushing yards, 13 total rushing touchdowns, and yeah. over 500 receiving yards. Dalvin Cook was healthy for pretty much a whole season. He uh, was awesome. And he, he delivered. He looked yeah. really good. Um, I was kind of a Dalvin Cook doubter, you know, just having not seen him be healthy. I mm-hmm. had serious doubts on what he could do. He proved me wrong. He looked very good with this Minnesota offense. Um, they really did focus on him rather than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And they, they got good results when they switched to a run team. They were, they were productive. So not necessarily a playoff team, but close. All right. Ouch. First of all, but. <laughs> But yeah, I, he is the reason why the Vikings did so good this season. Not gonna lie to you, uh, he there was only three games where he didn't score a touchdown. That's insane. Oh, it was just he's a touchdown machine, um, and you get you can get him for a good value if you uh, played your cards right. I think he was what third round, early fourth at the beginning of the season. So yeah, Se- uh, six is is a great spot for him. Yeah, I, I'm still really concerned with him moving forward because of his oh, health. I mean, yeah, you even yeah. saw it this season. You know, he he struggled to stay on the field. Um, so you know that that is my one knock on him. When he's playing, when he's healthy, I think he's a top a top running back. Yeah. Um, I would I'd rather have a healthy. If I knew I would get a full season of Dalvin Cook, you know, I would. I think he would be a, a top top three or four running back. Absolutely. You know, he's just that kind of talent. Um, but yeah, I know that the health definitely makes me shy away, but I'm pretty risk adverse. Um, yeah. I mean, what are your feelings for Dalvin next season? Yeah. Um, it, it's all about that injury. You know, if he doesn't get injured, like you said, top three, um, but because he is known for being injury prone, uh, you know, low end top 10. So right around the seven, eight spot form is where I, where I would put him. Wow. That's, that's lower than I expected you to rank him. It's, I mean, it, I'm just, Jeez. I'm worried. I'm, I, I, I love the man. I no, love the you man. Don't. But, you hate him. But like I said, I and think Nick mom. Chubb is better than Delvin cook. So swap him there. So now cooks down to seventh. I think Barkley who finished ninth is going to be better. He's going to mm. move up, which moves Delvin cook down to eighth. So I'm looking forward to redoing these rankings with you. I, I, I think we're going to disagree quite a bit. Yeah. I just wish that, 2020 season will start already but i know we've we've got a little bit to wait we've got a long ways at number five i think we have the most shocking addition to the top 10 running back list i think a miracle of this past season austin eckler coming in hot at number five with 557 rushing yards three rushing touchdowns seven yards short of a thousand receiving yards and eight receiving touchdowns he was a machine. Um, I think Melvin Gordon would have held out longer, but when he saw how good Eckler was, yep. 
He made Melvin Gordon come back early. That's uh-huh. how good he was. That was awesome. He made another man worry for his job. That's talent. He was electric. He was efficient this entire season. And this was a season when the Chargers sucked. And they were I'm a, I'm a fan of the Chargers. I like the Chargers a lot. Yeah. They were not good this season. Um, Eckler was a bright spot. You know, this run game was even Melvin Gordon was good. So I I really like Eckler. I don't expect him to finish this good moving forward. Absolutely I think he's just hyper efficient. Yeah. And even if Melvin Gordon goes to a different team uh, next season, I like Eckler. I would like to have him on my team, but I think people are going to take him earlier than I feel comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. It, and I mean, he is very heavily involved in the receiving game. Like we saw almost a thousand yards, eight TDs. But the, the thing that worries me is the 550 rushing yards. That's he needs to improve on that a lot. So that's why I would not be picking him as the number four running back. I dig it at number five. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to correct you, but it's you did it yourself. At number four, we have Ezekiel Elliott with a very quiet, I feel, yeah. number four overall season. He snuck his way in. Yeah. He snuck his way in. He had a really good season, and I don't think anybody's talking about him, which is really surprising. I think he had a phenomenal season. He had um, just about 1,350 rushing yards, 1,350 rushing yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, 420 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. That's a pretty serious stat that's, line. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's an impressive performance. Uh, and this whole Cowboys team was great this season. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he was a huge quarterback value. The receiving yeah. game was on fire. Mm-hmm. This was a really talented Dallas offense. Um, they did get a new head coach, Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy is <laughs> notorious. And this is from a Packer fan, so it might be a little biased. Yeah. But he throws a ton. And he was never very good at coaxing value from his running backs. I will say, in in his defense, he's never had a running back of Ezekiel Elliott's caliber. Yeah. Eddie Lacy excluded. Oh, <laughs> um, come on. But yeah, I'm. I think the sky's the limit. I think this. I think Mike McCarthy will take this Cowboys team to the next level because I think he's going to make it more run hit or more pass heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same offensive coordinator, uh, and he's you know having another year in the offensive system. Everybody's getting better. I think the sky's the limit. And if Ezekiel Elliott finishes next season as the number one, I would not be in the least bit surprised. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not as hyped up on Mike McCarthy as you are. Um... But yeah, I think Elliot. It, it's it's just going to be a great team overall. So yeah, I think Elliot as number one isn't that far of a stretch. It's got a lot of competition, but it's possible. And I, I want to point out, I'm not hyped on Mike McCarthy. I'm not no. a fan of Mike McCarthy. I would not want him as my head coach. No. But he flings the ball like crazy. So if you're a Dak owner, I think Dak's going to have a very good season again. And I think just buoys the entire offense. Mike, Mike McCarthy is the James Winston of coaches. You don't want him on your team, but he's wow. great for fantasy. You know what? That's a oh. very good comparison. Boom. I'm great at this. I right. like it. Um, At number three, we have Derek Henry, which surprised Beast. a lot of people. He, he beasted it up this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,540 rushing yards, 16 rushing touchdowns, 206 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns he is a grown man playing in a youth league he a grown man That's he a- was this offense this season he truly was uh 
up until this season, he's never really had the backfield to himself. Even in Alabama, he was kind of a, a auxiliary back. Yeah. yeah, he never had the whole thing to himself. I was really worried about how he would do with such a large workload. Um, but when he got the full workload, he crushed it. He yeah. really showed he is a monster. And not only that, his offensive line, there's a good case to be made. It is the best in the NFL. So if that O-line stays the way it is, or even decreases a little bit, that's, I mean, Still, yeah, not to take away from player. Derrick Henry, but I mean, if you put somebody else behind that same line, they'd be productive. They could do great, yeah. Right, so I really like Derrick Henry. I don't think I'd be as excited for him next season. I think he's for sure a top 10, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think people are going to be very hyped on him from his playoff run. Uh, and I'm curious to see if he can deliver. Yeah, I, I think that people, I think he's going to be a little overhyped. Um, but he can, I think he can uh, still perform to that hype, possibly. Like you said, great offensive line. Uh, he finished the year leading the league in rushing yards and tied for first in rushing TDs. So, I mean, what more can you ask out of that guy? Here's a hot take for you, Andrew. Okay. I don't think the Titans are going to make the playoffs next season. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I think it's what gonna what, what team's going to replace him. I don't know what team's going to replace him, but they're going to overpay Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, I think this past season was just kind of a miraculous everything coming together. Yeah. Um, and that's a very emotional take. I don't have reasoning behind me, uh, but yeah, I'm. Really I think hate the Titans, man. <laughs> I do so. Much. I love the Titans. Yeah, I, I like Derrick Henry. I think he'll be top ten for sure. I'd be more comfortable with him around eight. Like I would rather have Nick Chubb next season than Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I'd still go <laughs> Derrick Henry, but it's close. It's close. Uh, even without Kareem Hunt. Oh man, that's tough. No, uh, I would still go Derrick Henry. Yeah. Just oh. And I cannot fault you for that. That's yeah. he's an exciting player to have. At number two, I as a Packer fan, mm-hmm. here we I go. Take no pleasure in this. Oh, I yeah. am actually not that big of a fan of Aaron Jones. Oh, jeez. So the fact that Aaron Jones is number two overall is crazy to me. Aaron Jones only had 1,084 rushing yards, 16 rushing touchdowns, 474 receiving yards, mm-hmm. and three receiving touchdowns. Uh, there's no words. I. It's tough for me because this went from being Aaron Rodgers' team to Aaron Jones' team. Yeah. You know... It, you're very you have very mixed emotions right now yeah this one was hard it was a huge shift in the offensive system um so before it was all aaron Rodgers, and the running backs were just kind of there you know aaron jones had a great season he was really effective and he did what the team asked of him and he really did have a nose for the end zone he kept getting those opportunities rogers kept putting him there and because the wide receivers were such garbage they needed to rely on the running backs um he had a huge amount of touchdowns this season. I do, I do not think that's replicable. Um, I think there's going to be a huge step backwards and touchdown regression. Um, so it would not surprise me if Aaron Jones is outside the top 10 next oh, season. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I would not hope that, um, but I, I could easily see. If you take away, I would not be surprised if he gets six touchdowns next season. Now, that's wow. low for him. But it is low. I mean, that's more than 10 less than what he had. 
but that's realistic. I mean, truly, if they get better wide receivers and a better tight end, you know, those touchdowns will be moved elsewhere and they wouldn't need to rely on the running back as much. Mm -hmm. So very happy Aaron Jones did it. Great, amazing season. If you had him, uh, man, enjoy the lightning in a bottle. I don't expect it to happen again. Yeah, my the only problem I have with them is the inconsistency. So from week two yeah. to week five, he scored eight total touchdowns in four games. Uh, and two of those games, he got over 100 yards. Then he goes on a on a four-game drought with nothing higher than 67 rushing yards. So it's it's a very roller coaster type player so i he just needs to find some consistency and then i'd feel more more comfortable having him on my team yeah no i get exactly what you mean and i agree i think this green bay packers team is trying to figure out how it's going to be Uh, Mm -hmm. if they do get receiving options i think the offense will shift to be more offensive but you saw this was a garbage receiving core. It was funny. Jimmy Graham. Oh my gosh. You could put you out there with a lacrosse stick and that's the equivalent of Jimmy Graham. Uh, I've never played lacrosse. So yeah. I, I would yeah. be really bad. Oh, I get it. That's the point you're trying to make. Okay. Got it. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, he's yeah. so tall. Oh God. Dr- <laughs> I'm getting super worked up. You're getting worked up. I'm getting again. way into the whole Aaron Jones thing. We'll talk about the Packers some other time. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. I can see the Packers making an offensive switch to be more offensive through the air, especially Mm. with Devontae Adams coming back um, healthy. Uh, But yeah, Aaron Jones, I expect regression. He'll still be good, but I think he's more RB2 uh, than RB1. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see where where we put him for the preseason rankings uh, next August. Something tells me you'll have him higher than I do. That... He's probably true because I've had I had Jones in a couple of my leagues and he won me a couple of weeks. So a brag on my good side at number one, brag. we have a pretty obvious number one. Yeah. Christian, the man McCaffrey absolutely crushed it this season. Uh, he was a just a force of nature. He had 1,387 rushing yards, 15 rushing touchdowns, over a thousand receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. He was by far and away the number one running back. Uh-huh. Um, and especially in a PPR or half point PPR, he won your league. Uh, he yep. was an absolute, no just crushed it. And far and away, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious to see, he did all that without Cam Newton. It was just a, a slew of awful quarterbacks uh, he had to play with. So they really did run the game through him. It yep. really was it was the Christian McCaffrey show. And I know DJ Moore had a good season. Um, but man, this was a this was a team without a leader, uh, with Cam Newton not being there. Ron Rivera's gone. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see uh, how they modify their game. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with Christian McCaffrey, he's a he's a smaller dude. Uh, he's more of a scat back. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think it would be wise to keep his workload the way it is. He's just getting so many touches. Uh, and I, I'd just be afraid for the longevity of his career. Um, yeah, he's a Superman, so me, but... if he stays healthy, I mean, it would not surprise me. But that that's a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. So if he does get less work, obviously he would probably get less production. But I think he's still number one or number two on my draft board. Yeah, he's, he's number one. Um, I just think back to the beginning of the season where they said that they were going to 
they're going to lessen his workload. And I don't think I've ever seen a man work so hard in his life. McCaffrey was just a, a beast. He was the only one that looked like he cared to get a win <clears throat> for the Panthers because yeah. that whole team was just in shambles. A uh, little quick stat here. If Christian McCaffrey was a receiver, so if we only count his receiving stats, he would finish top 20 around Cortland Sutton. So, wow. 116 yes. receptions, 1,005 <clears throat> yards, and four TDs. That's his McCaffrey's receiving stats. And like we talked about early on in the season in our pre-draft rankings, the uh, the dual threat running backs. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna make top uh, top five. So, yeah, yeah that really elevates uh, the points they can get, especially mm-hmm. in a half point or PPR league. Now, Andrew, if you yeah. are not new to fantasy football, there are I'm some not. notable running backs missing from the top ten list. Uh huh. And if we had a sound a sound clip, we could do the the. Oh yeah, like uh, the fallen. Yep, yeah, taps. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I owned him in multiple, actually every single one of my leagues this year, along with Devonta Adams, which is a kick in the pants. That was just a solid duo, right? Killer there. duo. I was feeling so good before the season started. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Kamara dealt with injuries this season. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was that was rough. Uh, he. He just didn't seem like himself, even when he came back from his injury. I still have no doubt that he is the Alvin Kamara we know and love. Mm-hmm. Next season, I think he goes right back into being a top five running back. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that he could be a, the comeback player of the year. I'm not going to go that far. But. You know, Andrew, just to put you on the spot. Yeah, put me on the spot. I do, I'm do. i great under pressure. You do not need to put these guys in order, um, mm-hmm. but who's your top five running backs for next season? Top five running backs, uh, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott. That's three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Henry, uh, Chubb. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. no, that that's a good list. Um, I think the top three are very solid, and I think the rest are are prone for interpretation. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, another notable running back who's missing is David Johnson. Um, I had David Johnson, I think it was the 2016 season. He was great season. I mean, that was McCaffrey light. He was, it was pretty similar to what McCaffrey did this season. The number one overall running back. He was an absolute superstar. Since then, he has not been doing all that much. Uh, this season he did suffer an injury. Uh, and I think he might have lost his job to Kenyon Drake. He definitely did. David Johnson finished as the 38th best <clears throat> running back this season. Yeah, he was atrocious. Uh, I think he was battling through injury, um, yeah. but he just he looked like a shell of his former self. Uh-huh. Kenyon Drake came in and became a top running back. So, yeah, David Johnson, I don't know how excited I'll be if he signs with a different team. I think I will still be excited, assuming he recovers fully. But yeah, that's, that's a noticeable mission. People were drafting him as a top 10. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to be stellar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a noticeable mission. James Conner, unfortunately. Injury just cannot seem to live up to the hype. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was out. Yeah. Just, was uh, a, yeah, this was a bad awesome. Steelers team. So <laughs> I will not were, blame they him. They made a playoff push. They almost made playoffs. Their defense oh, really stepped most. it up with the Fitzpatrick. But yeah. Speaking of disappointing Steelers, Le'Veon Bell, 
uh, with yeah. the Jets, an absolute mess. With your favorite coach, Adam Gase. Adam Gase is a laughingstock. Uh, yeah, no, Le'Veon Bell, he didn't look good. The team didn't look good. The O-line didn't look good. I'm not all that excited for him. I can, however, easily see how he becomes good next season. I wouldn't bet on it. But I definitely I, would bet on it. With an upgraded O-line, if Sam Darnold takes a step forward, I could see where Bell would be good. Yeah. But yeah. betting I, on the Jets never goes well. I don't like it. He finished 19th um, this season. Only three rushing TDs, one receiving TD. His highest rushing game was 87 yards. But here's the thing. I mean, that's a really low touchdown total for Great. Le'Veon Bell. Um, and that, I mean, that was with Darnold being out some games. So, you know, I can see where Bell is a fringe 10 through 15 level running back. Um, but I certainly understand your point. Yeah. And Todd Gurley rounds out some notable omissions. Todd Gurley, he didn't have a terrible season but he also didn't have a great season. He got a fair number of touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately, this this O-line was just garbage. It was uh, the worst in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, the O-line was literally the worst yeah, in the NFL. So bad. Yeah, they, they weren't able to get anything to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind 14th. of... Yeah, and that was... I'm amazed he got 14th. Like, I, I consider that a blessing. Consi- I had him on a couple of my teams, and it was not easy. Yeah, I'm was, a huge. It was the last couple of weeks for me. Is the the only reason why he finished, uh, as high as he did because they really they were nervous about his injuries, so they didn't really push him as hard as he could go. And then when they realized they weren't making the playoffs, that they needed to push for the playoffs, then they kind of let Gurley loose, and that's when he was getting a touchdown a game for the last five weeks. So, yeah, and and they switched the way they were running as well. Um, mm-hmm. that. Sean McVay did change the style of uh, run scheme. Um, so that made, that made a difference as well to compensate for the terrible O-line. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of red zone. Yep. Two years ago, there were a lot of Todd Gurley highlights this season. There were, <laughs> there were not a whole lot of Todd Gurley highlights. Uh-uh. So that, that was rough. Uh, I'm curious to see what this team does with their O-line situation. I'm trying to figure out how excited I am for Todd Gurley. You know, unfortunately, the rookies showed really well uh, in Todd Gurley's absence. Yeah. Um, Daryl Henderson, you know, he looked really good. It, so, he wasn't bad. Oh, get out. He wasn't not. Not only was he not bad, he was good. He looked dangerous. So I, I can see them doing more of a split, yeah, uh, which he, makes me less excited for Todd Gurley. He looked good enough for me to think that there's going to be a split next season. Yeah, I think Todd Gurley is going to be a pretty solid RB2. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, let's finish the segment uh, with some fun questions. Okay. So, Andrew, I want you to give me a player who finished as a top 10 that you feel supremely confident in and you are really rallying behind. Uh, that is Leonard Fournette. That is Leonard Fournette. He finished top 10, and I still, I believe that he can finish even better next season. So, I and the reason is he just doesn't get enough touchdowns. I think that next season um, he's going to get more. He's been looking good. He's involved in the receiving game. Uh, I think that the only place he goes up. 
wow, that's that's pretty good. I yeah. like it. Uh, mine is Nick Chubb. I I was a fan of Chubb's coming into the season, uh, I, but I didn't think he was going to be as effective as he actually was. This was a really dysfunctional Browns team, and he still put together a fantastic season. He was number seven on a garbage team, yeah. sharing the work with Kareem Hunt. When you watch him run, he runs strong. He runs decisive. And this is this is a pretty good O-line. It's not great. There's certainly room for improvement. But if this offense takes the next step, if Baker can go out there and not look like he's mentally handicapped, yeah. um, if they have a head coach who is not mentally handicapped, they could put some really... They can have a really nice season. They have the pieces. They have the op- Yeah, they have the potential. They just don't work well together. Yeah, so you know, if they get a coach that can piece that together, uh-huh. awesome. I certainly hope that's the case. Even if it's not, if Cream Hunt's gone, even if Cream Hunt's there, I think Nick Chubb is going to be a a stalwart of the top ten for a while to come. And he turned me into a believer. Before the season, I was pretty lukewarm on Nick Chubb. I am both feet in. Call me Chubby. Nice. Uh so now Andrew. Yeah. Who is a running back who finished top 10 that you don't think belongs there? Uh, Austin Eckler. This might be a little more of a hot take, um, but I don't think he would have as good of a season if Melvin Gordon played the entire year, obviously. Um, but he, you know, he stepped it up, showing that he should be a part of this team. Uh, you know, and he did so well that Melvin Gordon had to come back from holding out, but. I I just think that he's just with Melvin Gordon starting next season, like hopefully he plays a full season. Um, I don't see Eckler finishing as a top ten. It's a really hot take, but 557 rushing yards really doesn't impress me. Um, he was really just a solid receiver, so I don't think that he's gonna get as many receiving yards or touchdowns last year than he did last season as well. So I can see him finishing top 15, but I don't think top 10 is going to happen. Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting call. It uh, is at, interesting. It's if he's the starting running back, I could see him making a return, but for mm-hmm. sure lower in the top 10. Yeah. The player I chose that finished top 10 that I don't think is as good as their finishing spot suggests is Mark Ingram. I don't get me wrong. I think Mark Ingram is a really good running back, but he finished very high in a huge part because of Lamar Jackson's MVP season. They really did craft this team uh, to, you know, work to Lamar Jackson's strengths uh, and running backs do succeed in systems where there's a running quarterback. So I don't expect that to change. I think they're, they're going to continue doing what Lamar Jackson does best but Mark Ingram was hyper efficient. You know, he scored a huge amount of touchdowns for the role he had. He barely broke a thousand rushing yards, uh, but he still had 15 total touchdowns. That's that's, that's pretty tough. efficient. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't want to bet on that. It's really you can't predict touchdowns. Uh, that's that's a losing game. Uh, so I think he regresses back down to a more normal six to eight touchdowns. Uh, and if he only gets a thousand rushing yards and six to eight touchdowns. I mean, you're looking at yeah. Leonard Fournette's season, if you're lucky. Yeah. So, you know, I... Maybe on Bell season almost, based burn. on where he's going to rank. <laughs> yeah, so Mark Ingram's good. 
I'd be happy to have him on my team, but I will not be drafting him as early as I believe other people will be taking him. Yeah. I expect some some touchdown regression, uh, and just I think o- the offense as a whole will struggle. Uh, I think this was just a miraculous season for them. Lamar Jackson truly was he was the MVP and he deserved it. Uh, but like we all like we all know with the NFL, we can't have nice things. People are going to scheme differently; they'll figure it out. Uh, so I think this offense takes a step back next yeah, year. That's a good one. Uh, now, Andrew, who is yeah. a, let me think how to say this. Who is a running back outside the top 10 that you wholeheartedly agree with being outside of the top 10? Uh, this one is a pretty, yeah, there's a lot of good options to pick for this one. Um, but I, I went with a pretty obvious one, David Johnson. I'd go David Johnson. Uh, he he's dealing with injuries constantly. Um, I just don't think he's ever going to be perform like he did in what 2016, like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He lost his spot to Kenyon Drake. Injuries. I just don't. He's getting older too. I just don't see him ever finishing top ten again. Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy and in a good system, you know, I think he'd be lucky if he could potential. make it in the top 10. But yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's a really good call. Uh, and for mine, it was Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. You know, people were Another still kind one. of drafting him as a top 10-ish type running back coming into the season based on his name and his pedigree and having a whole year off uh, from playing football. But I just don't see him getting better. I think he's one of those players... I don't want to be this mean with it, but similar to uh, Antonio Brown in the sense that... That was mean. Yeah, but they really do seem to have a me-first mentality, and they seem to think they're better than everybody else. Unfortunately, he's on the Jets, so it's pretty hard to be... Not only is he on the Jets, he's on on Adam Gase's Jets. Yeah, Um, so I think, unfortunately, that, that will humble him pretty quickly so yeah. yeah do i still think he's good yes mm-hmm. if he was in waivers would i pick him up yes <laughs> but yeah i don't think he's going to return to the top 10 uh, i just don't think this offense can accommodate that and i don't know if he wants to i mean i think you remember earlier in the season when he was supposedly hurt he was bowling, <laughs> he was bowling <laughs> his like team was playing on thursday night football he was at a bowling alley because he apparently was too sick to play. Yeah. So maybe that's not fair. I'm I'm not an NFL player. I don't know if sometimes you're sick enough where you can bowl but not play an NFL game. I don't know. But maybe I think he's one of the cure to a common cold. Just go bowling. Now, Andrew, here is yeah. I think the most interesting question. This is gonna be an interesting question. Who is a running back outside the top ten that you think will finish top ten next season? Oh, I as much as I wanted to say Chris Carson uh, on this one because that's what I predicted at the beginning of the season. By the way, mm-hmm. he finished like twelfth, so that was great. Yep. Uh, I'm not gonna go Chris Carson. I'm gonna finish the man who uh, ended up in the 32nd spot this season, uh, and that's Devin Singletary. This is a really, really hot take. Hot it's a, take. It's a hot take. My boy. Um, but you know, I decided to go big for this one. Go uh, big. Obviously, we all know Devin Singletary was kind of ruined by Frank Gore. I'm not saying Frank Gore is a bad person, not saying he's a bad player, <laughs> but from a fantasy perspective, I don't think there's a player that could be more annoying than Frank Gore because he's just a parasite. He eats up all of Singletary's snaps. 
Um, yeah, he's the Stalin of fantasy football. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far and compare Frank <laughs> <Gore> to Stalin. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, Singletary finished 775 rushing yards, two TDs. Um, he was involved in the passing game a little bit, almost 200 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Um, he's He's got a lot of improvement. He is a very tiny scat back. Um, but like we talked about with Christian McCaffrey, it's possible that a scat back can perform um, to a high caliber. I don't think Devin Singletary is Christian McCaffrey, and I don't think he ever will be, but I think that if Singletary um, works hard this offseason and gets the opportunity without anyone eating up his snaps, I think that he can make a run for top 10. I dig it. Uh, I have two. The first one I chose was Alvin Kamara because that's, I feel like, easy money. Mm -hmm. But the one that I I really want to bring up is Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake was a league winner last season. You know, he was traded to the Cardinals for Miami. He just, he was having to share the backfield in Miami with, I can't even think of, Bellage. Yeah. Who was garbage. Uh, and Kenyon Drake got traded to the Cardinals. And after that point, he was an absolute monster. He was scoring touchdowns. He was getting the yards. If he kept that up, he would have been you know, a top three or four running back this season. Like been. If you keep that pace up. Yeah. So I don't know if he can keep that pace up because that was extraordinary. Was but insane. if he gets a full season, and similar to the Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson this year, Kyler Murray, I expect to take a huge step forward. He's going to be yep. a running quarterback. Yep. And Kenyon Drake, I think, will succeed because of it. I think this whole Cardinals offense is going to go nuclear next season. Oh, so, so Kenyon Drake, I think, is going to be a huge part of it. And I'm I'm going to be drafting Kenyon Drake as a top 10 running back, and I'm not going to feel all he, that weird about it. I think he could be a great value next draft. Um, let me just read you his his combined stats for his last three games of the season against Cleveland, Seattle, LA so he finished uh in those last three games got a total of 363 uh rushing yards got a little less than 50 receiving yards he's not involved in the receiving game too much or as much as I want him to but seven touchdowns in the last three games that's ridiculous that's his upside and with those stats he can finish top 10 so I agree with you there that's a great pick Thank you, sir. I'm excited to see him play next season. Like I said, I love this Cardinals team. Well, Andrew, that wraps Mm -hmm. up our recap of the top 10 running backs for the 2019 season. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I know it's the offseason. You have busy lives. We appreciate it tremendously that you choose to spend even a minute listening to us goofballs. Yes, thank you. Uh, Thank you all. Have a terrific rest of your day whenever you're listening we will keep producing new content albeit a little more spaced out now that's the off season but please subscribe keep checking back we will try to make you smile at any point we can thank you everybody and have a wonderful rest of your day